Hi, I'm Jenny Ottaway, and welcome to the foundation of you. Whether you're feeling stuck in your job or you're considering a midlife crisis, hold up, there's a better way. I'm here to help you knock down the walls that no longer serve you. I'll teach you tools to help you rebuild your life, your way, the auto way. Let's get started. Okay, well, welcome everybody to the foundation of you. We've got another fabulous show. I can just feel it. Um, I've got a wonderful guest who is on our show today and her name is Trisha Fishbune. And Trisha is a hypnotherapist and life coach. And she's just, I've only known you for a little short time, but I get your energy is just so divine and helping others into getting into a, you know, a, a better state or a more aligned state that helps us move into that healing and, you know, releasing those limiting beliefs. So welcome to the show, Trisha. And um, yeah, I guess, you know, we were talking before we went live and that is how did you find hypnotherapy? What was the thing that wanted you or, or drove you to find that there had to be something more to what you were looking for? Yes, absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. And I feel the same energy <laughs> with you. So maybe our energies were just attracted to one another and that's how we crossed paths. But, but anyways, to your question, it was, so this was back in 2018 when I first stumbled upon this magical hypnotherapy thing. And I call it a thing because at that time I was like, what is this? And I learned about it first on a podcast. And in 2018, it was actually a series of events with, within a span of about two years that drove me almost to, you know, um, drove me to a point where I was like, okay, something needs to change. <laughs> It was like this movie that was playing out. You know, I felt like I was living in the in this this almost horror movie that the universe was just throwing things at me continuously. And I was like, how is this even happening to me? So anyway, I kind of hit that what what people call a rock bottom. And I I moved back in with my parents. And after kind of shifting my career trajectory. I, I used to be in sports broadcasting. And then I, after a series of events, then I decided, yeah, this isn't for me. And when I moved back home, then I, in an effort to find other jobs, I was like, okay, but first I kind of need to heal myself and I need to get myself in a good place first. And so I went on this personal development journey and listen to a bunch of podcasts. So that's why it's so cool that now I can join you on your podcast because I know that you are also making an impact just like that podcast had on me. Mm -hmm. But anyways, that's where I first heard about hypnotherapy and the power of the subconscious mind. And as the people were talking about hypnotherapy, then I was like, yes, I, I for sure feel that, that there is something deeper that is going on here that, you know, just, just talking about what happened to me or just, um, 
reliving that is not serving me anymore. So that is, is what initially piqued my interest in hypnotherapy. And I just started with recordings. I started off very slow. And after listening to recordings, you know, within, within a couple of months, I noticed a, a difference. And then I, I felt so called to it that, that then I embarked on this journey of becoming a hypnotherapist myself and have only just seen the massive amounts of improvement that it's made on my own life. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think, you know, when we go into that state of that theta brainwave state, which is where hypnotherapy happens, it's where the work that I do, like theta healing, um, that's where that happens. It's all in that subconscious mind, that part of our our mind where, because otherwise our conscious thoughts rule our, you know, rule our minds and rule our day-to-day thinking. But it's when we go into that subconscious that we allow ourselves to replace those patterns, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So it so essentially, it's like the subconscious mind, although we're not aware of it, it's like the backseat driver of our life, right? So if we have these looping thoughts and looping beliefs, for example, mine, you know, I, I actually had, as I uncovered in, in hypnotherapy and in the work that I do, I actually had a lot of limiting beliefs that from a conscious level, I couldn't necessarily see. But a lot of them were, oh, you're not worthy of this. Oh, well, you, you aren't perfect enough. Oh, you'll never be successful. Oh, you know, there were just so many different things that I could spend the whole podcast listing out how many <laughs> limiting beliefs I had. But when we have those disempowering beliefs looping around in our subconscious mind, it, that is what creates our reality. So, so it is sort of like the backseat driver where it's, it's, shaping how you experience and how you interpret the world. Yeah. Yeah. And as you say, because we don't, we're not even aware most of the time that those are the thoughts that we're having because they're just patterns and we've been conditioned for, so something happened and it starts back when we're usually in our childhood from zero to seven, or even it can happen later in life too. But I think those are the formative years for sure. And I think something happens and then we decide in that moment whether or not we're worthy or whether or not we, um, we can have that as well as you know somebody else is able to have that. So it's really about shifting that mindset or that those patterns you know, that those pathways, those neural pathways into something that's different and the desired response or the desired outcome that we're looking for, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just as you had mentioned, you know, the majority of our beliefs and our, our, how we go about the world stems from childhood that the ages of zero to seven, because our brain isn't fully developed. So we don't have that critical factor of the mind where we can be like, Oh, okay. So when my parent says, I, you know, I, I need to go to the grocery store. That doesn't mean that they're leaving us. That doesn't mean that they don't love us. That actually means that they need to go to the grocery store. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so as an adult, we can look back and be like, well, 
I had a really great childhood. So I don't see how these beliefs, I don't see how I could have these limiting beliefs. But that's why it's so powerful to actually be able to to go into that theta brainwave state where we can bypass the critical factor of the mind or that conscious mind and really kind of search, okay, well, what, what are these looping patterns? Uh, what are these neural pathways that I have now? Is that actually the truth? And what would I rather, you know, choose to believe? And, and oftentimes that is what the truth is. The truth is, is that we are all worthy. We are all perfect as we are, we are all, you know, loved mm. as we are, instead of these things that, that we develop over time through conditioning, causing us to maybe believe, oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not worthy of that. I'm not mm. lovable. Mm. Yeah. And I, I know for myself, because you and I have done work together, I've, I've done some hypnotherapy sessions with you, which have been amazing, you know, and I'm so grateful to you for that. Um, I know one of the things that I know when I go into this, that um, meditative state, you know, that theta brainwave state, um, I often, you know, I visualize certain things like water or um, just that calm water, which and then allows us when we go to that state, it allows me to to find a different way of thinking, to choose those sorts of things that I know are going to serve me. And then I can come out of that meditation or that theta brainwave state. What is water a common thing for people? Because water is so healing for me. Is it is it something that a lot of people um, go to or are there other visions or, you know, um, things that people imagine when they're going into their meditative state? Yeah. You know, everyone is so different, but water is certainly a very common theme because it is so cleansing. Right. And I would say light is a very common theme, but also what is, is a surprising or a great reminder to everyone. Maybe if you're listening and you're like, well, you know, maybe when I have tried meditation or hypnotherapy or, or theta healing, maybe I don't visualize something and, and people experience this in different ways as well. So just because yeah. you're not seeing something doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong. Yeah. You can also feel it, which I know that, you know, you have felt things in your body or tingling, or there's, there's just, it's so different for everyone. But yes, I would say that that water is very common. Yeah. Yeah. And I, as you say, water is very healing and light is very healing. There's so many, um, I imagine there's so many different ways that we can go into that place and state, which, um, which does open those doors for releasing those beliefs that no longer serve us. And then lets in that energy or that frequency for that healing and that new state. Yes. Yeah. And, and you actually brought up a great point as you were discussing your experience too, in that basically what, what happens in a hypnotherapy session when you're in that theta brainwave state is that you're more suggestible, but as the client, you are always fully in control. So whatever you want to happen will happen. So if you want to, you know, create a new empowering belief, 
that will happen because you are in control. Um, but what sometimes happens is, you know, for example, for if, if you and I were working on something and you were like, well, I really want this to happen. I really want to believe in myself more. Mm -hmm. Okay. If I were just to tell you, you believe in yourself, that critical factor of the mind will, will start harping on you and be like, no, but what about yesterday when you didn't believe in yourself? Or what about this instance where you can't believe in yourself? But when we're in that, that beautiful theta brainwave state, we are much more suggestible. And, and you can really receive that and, and hold that to be true. Yeah. And as you're talking, I'm just a flashback to, you know, I don't know, the 80s or the 90s when those um, hypnotherapists would go on stage and make people act like chickens and the audience laughs. And I wonder, <laughs> like, that's probably a lot of people still equate what happens, you know, oh, I'm going to have, you know, I could balk like a chicken. Like, <laughs> absolutely. And I think when I, when I first heard about it on a podcast, that was my initial reaction was like, why would they talk about this on a podcast? You know, like, I thought that I liked this podcast and this is, <laughs> this is garbage. Yeah. But once you actually realize that that's not the case at all, then, and, and realize the healing benefits of that state, mm -hmm. um, then you can kind of move past it. But yeah, I think, I think a lot of those things do a disservice to, to the work that we do. But, but just kind of briefly going over that point too, all of those shows are meant for entertainment. So all of yes. those, you know, those are stage hypnotists and the people you'll notice in the crowd, they will first do a suggestibility test where they'll do something like, okay, now close your eyes and imagine your left hand getting heavier and imagine your right hand getting lighter. The people that, that, are more suggestible at that state and have a more drastic difference, those will be the people that they'll call up on stage. And you'll also notice that they ask for volunteers. So the simple act of them volunteering to go up on stage is, is you know, giving that consent in a way. But those people that are even, you know, making, you know, being a chicken or, or singing a song or whatever, they're not doing anything against their will. It, it's, you know, like, yeah, they would, they would probably do that with, with really close friends, or maybe if they've, you know, been under the influence or whatever. So, right. Yeah. yeah, right. That's exactly, that's a good point. I think, um, is that ultimately there's that choice, you know, and you're, even though you're in your subconscious and you're going through the steps and deeper and deeper, there's still that ability to come out of it if you choose. But the, the, for me, the benefit of going into that deep place, because we don't get the chance in our busy lives to be able to, there's so many, I mean, we can early in the morning or late at night, but the rest of the day can be quite busy. And I think that it's such a golden opportunity, I find, to go down into that place, whether I'm meditating or whether I do hypnotherapy, it, it just, it's like, it's almost like a treat you know, <laughs> treating yeah. ourselves to something that's going to um, provide this beautiful benefit, which is either a new way of thinking or, you know, as you said before, you know, if you want to take 
something to that next um, level or be your, you know, be or do something that you might not feel capable of, it's quite empowering. It can be quite empowering, but never is anything ever against your will. Right. Yeah. And, and I, I love that you bring up too, like just the simple benefit and how much of a treat it is to go into that state, because regardless of, let's just say that, that, you know, goals aside, even if you didn't achieve your goals, which if you do do it, you will achieve your goals. Yeah. But let's just cut that part out of the the equation and pretend that that's not even on the table right now. Just the simple act of going into the theta brainwave state, you are automatically bringing, you are automatically shifting into that, that parasympathetic nervous system where all of us are in this, well, a lot of us are in the fight or flight response all the time and we're so activated. And when we kind of shift our our nervous system into the parasympathetic, that's known as the rest and digest, we're able to be more creative, we're able to problem solve. We're just, the quality of life is so much better. So you'll notice that even though that you're working on one goal, you'll notice sort of these bonus miracles that pop up as a result of you shifting into that state. Yeah. Bonus miracles. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because I think at this, particularly um, that rest and relax phase where we get a chance to just calm and, and be still, the benefits of that, I mean, we know the benefits but we don't always do that. And so this is a way for people. I know for myself, you know, when I do the sessions with you, of course I can do um, Theta Healing with myself, but I love, for me, I love being guided down into it by someone. Um, it's, It's very much a connection. You know, there's just that connection that I feel um, safe and I feel um, it's just that sharing an experience with another human being and, and soul. And, you know, we just go into that place where there's just this sense of, yeah, I all keep saying it healing because that's what it feels like. And then it feels like this, I'm, I'm able to self-practice as well, because that's the important part. You know, you mentioned at the very beginning how you would listen to the, um, the podcast and then you, um, well, I was, when I was reading your biography, you would listen daily to these um, sessions or these, these hypnotherapy sessions. And I think that is really important. Repetition is really important for the brain to change anything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's especially the subconscious mind loves repetition. And so when we can, can, continually practice that on our own, you know, I, I, I think that it's also important that you mentioned that like, it can be so powerful to do that with someone else and have, have them guide you to that place. Because then at least when, when I am the client, when I'm being guided in there, I feel like I can fully let go and I don't have to hold that space for myself, right? Someone else is holding that space for me so I can fully let go even more. Mm. And and, and I feel very safe with that person. And, and then I can do, you know, some, some deeper change, 
But in order to maintain that, then I myself do that on my own too, either through self-hypnosis or listening to hypnosis recordings or, you know, a variety of different things. But yes, the subconscious mind loves repetition. And another thing to note is as you're practicing this on yourself, another impactful thing is, or thing to note is, is that visualization piece of really imagining ourselves, see, feel, and experience yourself with the result that you want. Mm. When we can see, feel, and envision ourselves actually with that desired result, the subconscious mind doesn't know what's real and what's imagined. So from a subconscious level, we are already aligning with that person that we want to become. So if we're envisioning ourselves very successful, very in our worth, very abundant, very happy, this, our subconscious mind is like, oh yeah, well, I am happy. I am abundant. I am successful. I'm worthy of all of this. Yeah. And that, that's the key piece, isn't it? That visualization and using your imagination. Like, isn't it when I just, I just had this flashback of when we were little and, you know, we, we saw things or we imagined and we had little, little things that we would do that were imaginary, you know, cause we didn't have the teacup. We had to pretend we had that we're drinking the teacup, you know, <laughs> from the teacup. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of left that world behind as we became adults. And, but there's just still so much magic. And I'm not saying, you know, like I was really drinking tea (laughs) out of that (laughs) teacup, but I'm just saying it felt like I was. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and oftentimes, so in, in the first session, one of the questions that I'll ask, you know, in the intake process is like, well, what would your life look like if you didn't have this whatever it is that they're dealing with. If, if it's this repeating thought or belief, if it's, okay, what would your life look like if you didn't have to worry about food all the time or you didn't have to worry about money all the time or whatever it is that they're working on, right? Mm-mm. And you'll just see people, it, it almost, that question almost blows their mind because we as adults have forgotten how to imagine a life that is outside of the one that we're currently living. And it's so powerful to expand our reality and say, oh, it actually is possible for me to live a life beyond this sickness, beyond this belief, beyond this hurdle that I'm currently facing. Yeah, because who says that we can't? You know, I mean, yes, there are external forces uh, who say, you know, like doctors will say, oh, that's not, you know, that's not recoverable from, or, you know, you can't recover from that. Or, you know, there are people who say you can't. And then ultimately, then either we believe it or we ourselves say we can't. But ultimately, it's up to us. If that is what we desire, we can, we choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like mind blowing what, what people can, can overcome through that. Yeah. I think it's, um, yeah, it just, all of that conditioning and how we are told the things that we can't do, 
you know, oh, you can't be an astronaut. Oh, you can't be a whatever, whatever, whatever. There's so many things. And then we take them on as our own beliefs. But that's it's not really, it's not the truth. You know, <laughs> it's not the reality uh, we can choose. And that's why I love being in this work now because I don't actually call it work. It's like every day there's always something beautiful to learn and beautiful to connect with and, um, and empowering as well. Imagine going through life with a whole different lens and, you know, that rose color. Like I remember back when I was younger, you know, people like, oh, you know, you see life through rose colored glasses. And it's like, well, yeah, because it's beautiful. Why wouldn't you? (laughs) You know, it looks really good. I want that. And we ourselves, the work that you and I do, but particularly for you, I feel that it's. Um, It's just helping to shift that and to know what's possible. And by doing certain modalities like hypnosis just opens up a whole new world of possibility. It absolutely does. And, and a great example of this, you know, we can, we can all choose to, to put on those rose colored glasses and see life from a more abundant or joyful way. And if we are, and when we decide that, our brain will automatically try to prove us right. So it'll look for ways to prove us right. There's this like filtration system in our mind that is like, okay, is, is, this, is this in alignment with, with what you believe or not? And so an example, this is a very simple example of this, but like if you've ever gotten a new car, right as you're driving off the lot with your new car, you'll notice so many people with your same exact car in the same color. And you're like, what the heck? I never would have bought this car if everyone on the street had it. But now all of a sudden your mind is now more aware of that. So it'll, it'll pick up on that now. So imagine now if, if you could train your mind to now pick up on all the good in the world, on all the abundance in the world, on all the, the opportunities in the world, and then you'll, you'll automatically see more and more of that. Yeah. And that's so powerful because as we know in the energetic work that we do, that what you put out and what you see and how you see things is what you attract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So it's, it's, I think it's a shift by doing hypnosis. This work allows us to see things differently. It's like a perspective shift. And when your perspective, everything is perspective, right? I could look at um, something and I would say, oh, well, that's green. And then you'll look at it and you'll say, no, it's sexually blue. And we'll both look at it and think, well, it looks that way to me, but ultimately it's how you see things, <laughs> you know? And that was such a, um, that was for me such a um, shift in how, you know, knowing that I can choose to see things in a different way, but through things like hypnosis, I can help cement that, you know, it, it helps to create that neural pathway. I imagine it again, using water like a stream. And so when, you know, a stream, like 
it gets blocked by a piece of wood. And so the water doesn't flow that way, but it flows a different way. It's just re really about removing that piece of wood again and allowing the water to go through that, that way. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. what hypnosis does for me is it's like, you know, I might've forgotten when I was younger that, you know, to live a life with joy and excitement and everything's so new and, you know, fun and every day, you know, remember when we used to jump out of bed and we were so excited as kids to just seize the day, have another day. Wow. It's so amazing. I got to play with my friends, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and, and then as adults, it's like, oh gosh, I got to see that person. <laughs> You know, but yeah. what, if it, what if we changed it? Oh, wow. I get to see all these people and it becomes just a different way, you know, of thinking and, and viewing and perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes that, that log or that stick or whatever is blocking that stream, sometimes we do need to acknowledge it and, and you know, not just, not just bypass it and be like, okay, well, happy thoughts, happy thoughts. Sometimes <laughs> it's there to teach us something and teach us a lesson. And, and through the work that we do, you know, we can kind of, kind of go back to maybe some of that, like shadow work people call it, or maybe go back to certain events and actually reframe, rewire that event so that it's a more empowering event and it's not changing what's happened. And it's not that we're just jumping over this log and being like, yep, everything's fine. It's that we are actually confronting some of these things and, and integrating them so that, that we are, are whole and complete with all parts of ourselves, even those shadow aspects of ourselves. Yeah. Because it's, I love that. It's, it's like when you get Uncom like when you get comfortable with the uncomfortable, you start to see it in a different way. It's like, oh, okay. Um, not taking away from the experience, but I, as you said, I can see the, I can see it in a different way. That's perhaps not so disempowering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is so, um, it's just so enlightening. And I'm sure that a lot of people who haven't maybe experienced hypnosis, you know, hopefully this has shed some light onto that for them. And I guess the other thing I just wanted to mention, I know that you have, have moved recently to a new place and, you know, change is as good as a holiday. <laughs> do, you, do you, how did that happen? What made you decide to um, up, stumps and, you know, go somewhere else. Was that, what was that about for you? Yeah. So I was on kind of that healing journey and I was so grateful to be able to do that in the comfort of my parents' home. Yeah. <laughs> so I was living with my parents, which was, which was amazing. And that was really what I needed at the time. And that was back in, in Minnesota. So if anyone that is familiar with the, the U S Minnesota is very cold in the winter and I am not cold. Like I am not a cold weather person at all, even though that I spent 20 plus years there. And so as I was, you know, we're, we're talking about expanding our imagination, expanding what's possible for us. I was like, okay, well, what would be the biggest vision of my life? What is that for me? Because I didn't feel 
that I was being the fullest version of myself in Minnesota where it's cold. And <laughs> so I, I ultimately decided on, on Phoenix, Arizona, which I love it here and, and made a move. And it was actually right as, as the pandemic hit in March of 2019. So there were a lot of, it's always a big deal to move. Oh, you mean 2020 though? 2020. Yeah. 2020. Thank you. Please. It wasn't that long, was it? (laughs) It it hasn't been going on that long. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yes. 2020. And, um, you know, change is always a big deal, but as everything was like coming out, then it just became even more of a big deal. And I was like, is this the right move for me? Oh my gosh. Right. And then once I kind of settled in and, and, um, have experienced it more. I'm like, yes, this has definitely been the big decision. So I guess the lesson in that is although change can be scary, totally possible. And oftentimes what's on the other side of that fear is something way better. Wow. Wow. Well, that is just, I think that's probably, you know, mic drop. that's a mic drop that is just such a beautiful way to end the show because I do feel that yeah what's on the other side it could be enormously better and it's about moving through and having that courage and strength to get to that other side and see what's there so Trisha thank you so much for being on the show today and um, sharing your just your stories and what you do. It's just been such a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure too. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody take care and until next time. Thanks so much for sharing your time with me today. I hope you enjoyed the energy we created and gained further insights around what fulfillment means to you. If you love the vibe, and want to live a more inspired life, I offer one-on-one coaching with my Foundation for Fulfillment signature course. More freedom, more fulfillment, starting now. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode. Share and leave a review to let others know how this podcast made you feel. And remember, there is no ceiling, only the one you create. So keep raising the roof. Till next time.